This is The Guardian. I'm Grace Dent and this is Comfort Eating from The Guardian. A podcast where we pay homage to the lesser celebrated foods in life. Because even as a restaurant critic, I believe the food that matters most is often that snack you cobble together when you're curled up on the sofa. Each week, I ask my guest to lift the lid on what comfort foods have seen them through their lives. Because you can tell a lot about a person from what they eat behind closed doors. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, friends. You guessed it, as ever, you find me in the kitchen. Feeling very autumnal today. Lots of leaves on the ground out there. There is a definite nip in the air. And I am making a hot buttered toasted bagel. I'm actually going to squash a very, very elderly banana. (laughs) Just lovely and squashy and sweet. Absolutely perfect for bagel. Today, I've got Jamie Winston coming round. Jamie's an actress known for her roles in films like Made in Dagenham and Kiddlehood. Earlier this year, she even took on the iconic role of a young Peggy Mitchell in EastEnders. If somehow you haven't seen Jamie on screen, you probably saw her in the papers during her wild 20s, which played out in the tabloids, alongside her mates like Lily Allen and Alexa Chung. She comes from acting stock. Her dad, Ray, is basically a national treasure. And I hear the family love food. So I'm intrigued to hear what the Winstons are grazing on when the cameras aren't rolling. This is the perfect level of mushiness. Almost too mushy. I should try in your face autumn. Jamie Winston, welcome to Comforting. Oh, thanks for having me. Oh my God, you came through my front door like a beautiful Exocet missile, <laughs> right? You're like a lightning rod of energy. (laughs) I open the door and you've got this bright kind of emerald green trouser suit on. You had the big sunglasses on, didn't you? I had my glasses on because I've been up very early this morning. It was the most glamorous entrance. (laughs) And you're also, uh, celebrities go into different categories and you're in pocket-sized celebrities. Pocket-sized, indeed. You are, you're... you're Firecracker is what a lot of people call me. Yeah. Um, Borrower. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Borrower. My favourite. Gorgeous, sexy borrower. (laughs) Oh, well, I'll take that. I'll have that and put it Um, in the pocket. I've heard that you collect Barbies. I do. There's a Destiny's Child Barbie, 
a Barbara Streisand Barbie, a shirt Barbie, if such a thing existed, what would the Jamie Winston Barbie look like? Now, I have never been asked this question, so I'm very <laughs> pleased of it. Um, if I was a Barbie, there would definitely have to be some sort of rave feature. You know, some sort of like... Catsuit. A catsuit would be nice. Is it I, 90s rave? But it's a bit, yeah, may, not quite bucket hat. A headpiece. Let's go with a headpiece. Some sort of crystal headpiece and a tracksuit. So at the start of every show, I ask the guests to reveal their ultimate comfort snack. The thing that gets them through the darkest of days. Now, what I will say, I, I never know what this is. It's kept secret from me. This is one of the most delicious smelling snacks that has ever been on this show. And it has... Reveal the snack, please. I hope you like it. I really do. This is... Oh, my gosh. We've got some cheesy, warm nachos made with two different Uh, types of cheeses. We've got jalapenos been in the oven. Just enough time to melt the cheese and to toast those lovely chips. And this this is my go to. When I'm feeling a bit rough and I need a quick fix, we've got yeah. some sour cream, yes. we've got sriracha sauce. Do you know, it, milk. It, 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 right, okay, right. God. So what I'm seeing in front of me is like quite a healthy tray of nachos, loads of cheese, jalapenos. You've got some sour cream sauce. It, I mean, it looks utterly delicious. What is the milk for? Is that to... well? The milk is usually when... I'm sorry, I'm going in. Yeah, right, I'm, so... I'm going in too. Do you mind? Oh, oh and look, it's quite nice because you get to share. You know, you get to sort of have a little tussle with it. Mm. Oh, I've just got some really squishy, cheesy... Okay. Oh. Yeah, let's get involved. Get let's the cream. Get the sauce, the oh. sour cream. Is it, I'm going to put some... I'll put that there so we can both get oh, stuck in. I mean, look at that. that when do you eat this? Oh, there's heat there. There's heat. There's, there's heat. heat. That's good. A bit of spice, creamy. And you would normally, oh. if you were a normal, lovely person, would go for a, mm. some sort of guacamole. But I tend to sort of be in quite a hurry when I want this. You get you get the urge. Mm. And it's usually when you're feeling a little bit hungover. Let's face it. Would you like a little cup of milk? Oh, go on then. Is this is this to take away the Treat heat of me. the um, <laughs> the heat of the the heat? And sometimes when you're feeling a bit worse for wear, or you know what, when not, I've got my time of the month, yeah, I really crave my dairies and my okay. milk and something quite spicy. But when mm. I'm hungover, it's oh cheers. Oh cheers. Cheers. Oh, milk always hits the spot. Jamie Winston, as well as being an actress. In your time, let's not put a fine point on it. You have been a bit of a party girl. I have. The thing is, with you, we have both been around London for a long time. And I feel like I saw you right through your 20s. Because I think that, you know, you were very often in the papers but always at that point when you were partying, you yeah. know? It was. So you're alongside boyfriend at the time. Yeah. Alfie Allen, his sister, Lily. Yeah. Nick. There was a little bit of a rat pack going on. It was the Nick Grimshaw, Alexa Chung crowd. 
when once asked, are we talking sex, drugs and rock and roll? You replied, yeah, there was a lot of that going on. <laughs> but what I want to know is how fully did you perfect the art of the big night out? Well, for me, going back with what you just said, um, you know, I think it was from like being a sort of actor's daughter and mm. you suddenly become an actor and you, you're in the limelight. You know, it was kind of like when I was from 18 to sort of 24, which I think is when you're supposed to be really partying. Yes. You know, like mm. I think that's what's normal, right? Yeah. You know, um, and at the time, yeah, we were stumbling out of clubs. Yeah. Yeah, we were going out all night dancing. But the worst thing about it is was I'd be going home on the tube and in the same outfit and <laughs> there would be a tube full of people <laughs> reading the paper going <laughs> up and down, realising it's me in the same outfit. And that, yeah, that used to trigger fear and anxiety. What was an absolutely bog-standard night out with the rat pack at that point. I want some ne- I want some names and places. Where would you go? So, we would usually start. I mean, my my territory was always Soho, knocking around Trocadero and it would be my stomping ground. So, we'd go from Camden, Crawl to the pubs. There was a really good pub called The Birdcage at the time. Yeah. Which Andy Oliver yes. um used to run and then we would end up in Soho. And there was just so always, I was always finding my place in in, in the queer clubs yeah. in Soho. That was where I could, no one blinked an eyelid. You could pretty much do what you wanted to do. And no one cared because this was after I sort of did adulthood and, people, you know, boys were shouting things down the road to me, certain lines that I'd said in the film. Yeah. And you're kind of like, okay, this is getting a bit graining now. Did you like, ever go to the box? Oh, God, did Honest, I? Honestly. I think I lived at the box for I, a while. I, Honestly, I think that that was one of the moments where I realised I had to turn my life around. <laughs> you have those moments. It was. Just, why I think am it, I still here? I think it was like four fifteen in the morning once, and I was like lying on one of those beds that they have in the I back feel like room. We might have met in the, <laughs> to be honest, in the box, and I just thought, Grace, look at yourself, look at your life, <laughs> have, a, have a proper look at look at yourself in the mirror moment. Oh, never stare in the mirror too long, by the way, guys. Um, yeah, we used, you know, that was our, that was our haunt. I actually, it's where I met Miley Cyrus. It's where I had, like, I had a great night with her in there one night. What cocktail did you order when you went into the... Oh, sparkling water, you know. <laughs> just a sparkling, just a sparkling water for me, please. No, for me, it was, it's always been tequila. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, always a tequila yeah. girl. Tequila, <sighs> soda and lime. Um, no hangovers. It's an upper. Yes. And I don't tend to get hangovers from it. If it's a good tequila. Did you ever get in a rickshaw, though? I always think that's the cut-off point for me. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I think one night I was sort of seen kissing Jodie Harsh goodnight. So these are things that you've kind of had to go... I had to go through, but um, I wouldn't take any of it back, you know. Yes. I wasn't doing anything a normal sort of 21-year-old would do, I don't it's think. Just very, very public, wasn't it? Yeah, very public and very... um. You know, and it's kind of weird because as a girl, you get perceived very differently, mm. you know, like Amy and, and but if you're mm. a man, you know, you're a rock star. So you yeah. get away with it, but just have to kind of get a really thick skin.
let's go back a bit. We'll go back into your childhood. Because you witnessed the sort of machine of celebrity for years before you start acting because of your dad, Ray Winston. The East End's answer to George Clooney. Oh, we all love that. <laughs> I personally find it quite sick. <laughs> yes. Born in 1985, you grew up in Enfield, North London. Yeah. With your sister Lois, your mum Elaine, and of course your dad. Now, most people would assume that being the daughter of an acting great, you grew up in a huge mansion somewhere out in the <laughs> sticks, surrounded only by A-listers. Tell me about your early life. My early life, my early life was super normal Mm. and um, part of a community. I grew up on a council estate in Enfield. It was brilliant. I had loads of kids to play with. Dad was just like a jobbing actor. And then it was really when I was around sort of 12, 13, I want to say that Mm. this word Hollywood and I remember this word Hollywood came into our lives, and it but was before like before that you're you're in a, a council flat. Yeah, it was all very normal. Dad was dad had a few jobs, and he was acting, yeah. but he hadn't had his. He didn't really get his big break until Gary Oldman came along with Neil by Mouth. Paint a picture of the flat. What's so, it like? Tell me, is it uh, fun? Is two it bedroom? It was great. You know, mum and dad were always having parties. Always, you know, not quite dinner parties. wasn't big enough for that. Mm. Um, but it was oh, Halloween was always quite big in our house. Yeah. I remember sitting at the top of the stairs and watching people sort of in all sorts of outfits walking past the stairs. But it was great. It was yeah. always quite a social household and there was always music playing. And we had a great upbringing, you know. We weren't minted, but it was, we always had nice clobber on, you know. We always had good stuff. And yeah. I really loved being part of a community. If your dad often goes away and does things... Tell me about meal times when he comes back. Oh, meal times. I mean, it was, you know, it was, we've always been quite a traditional family. And even now to this day, where it's kind of a very different setup, but we, we're, we're very traditional with a roast dinner. Mm. You know, if dad's been away for a while, I mean, even dad, when he's away, you know, we're getting pictures of what meat he's cooking. <laughs> we're getting yeah. an update, an yeah. hourly update. He's got very militant with his cooking in his older age. And, mm. You know, we know exactly what sort of potatoes he's having on a Sunday. Mm. So we all come together. My mum's a great cook as well. Usually when he's on his way home, it would be, you know, put the order in for a Chinese. Yeah. A nice big dirty Chinese. Yeah. That's where we all come together as a family. Tell me about the Winston family Chinese takeaway order. Oh, I mean... It's, I want to know you. It's, I, it's I know going your, through the cards. I want to know your three main dishes. Well, it's a, it's a duck. You know, we always have the duck. Go on um, for the duck. We all, me personally, I'm always having the dumplings, the grilled pork dumplings with okay. the vinegar. Right. It's a must. And we have to get like three portions because one of them is solely mine. <laughs> I don't I don't share yeah, my dumplings. Right, building a picture <laughs> it's, now. It's a problem. See, the gloves are off. When, when um, that food arrives, you're not sharing those dumplings. No, I'm not sharing those dumplings for, for no love, no, no money. It's, they're mine. Were you an adventurous eater when you were a little girl? I was quite adventurous. I mean, but saying that, my main snack would be when I get home. I, I couldn't have a lot of dairy when I was a kid. Couldn't have chocolate. I used to get migraines. And that used to trick. So for me, my snack, which to my mum's delight, 
was a whole cucumber. <laughs> what? <laughs> a what? What? A whole cucumber. I mean, that's... I, when I get home from school, I just I just want a cucumber and munch through it. And my son does the same, so I'm very lucky. How did your uh, parents get you to eat things that? Well, that you might not want to try. Bribery, straight up bribery. <laughs> let's, let's not beat around the bush. It was like, you know, I, I remember my dad sort of being, you know, there'd be an oyster because we, we'd, we'd always go out for dinner with mum and dad. How did they get you to eat the oyster? Um, well, I would sort of start, become quite, I was very savvy and I would always like to sort of earn a five pound note any, any way, shape or form. I always had a grafting gene in me and I used to say, well, you know, how much? How much would you, how much would you go? And it would get up each time. But, you know, I think I got up to like 50 quid one night. <gasps> See, that's good. But, you know. Very mercenary. But... Very <laughs> militant, some <laughs> might say. <laughs> Finding your perfect home was hard. But thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm at the nail salon. What? I'm at the grocery store. What? I'm at the combination nail salon and grocery store wait she's at the nail salon and the grocery store i'm at the combination nail salon and grocery store groceries through instacart delivered to my door i don't have to choose between acrylics and the grocery store So, you've got this live, a small community where you know everybody, but it's in London. Yeah. Then, the family moved to East Anglia when you were in your teens. We did. And you go from an all-girls school yeah. to a mixed one in Essex. Yeah. Now, that is quite the shift for a teenage girl. How hard was it to adapt? It was difficult, Thinking back, it was it was just weird because I was quite a tomboy and I was just used to sort of multicultural schooling yes. and moving to Essex, although it was great and there was boys and <gasps> I was quite into boys. You know, I still, I wore a football kit under my uniform and I soon quickly realised that like stud earrings weren't going to cut it, you know, like yeah. you need to get a lip on and you need to have a Burberry <laughs> bag, fake or real. You need to have a sort of look. So I, and it was kind of weird for me because it was probably one of the best things my parents did for me in terms of confidence building yes. and, and breaking out of my shell, but also sort of acting and learning how to, right, well, that's not working. Because I remember I was, I was, I almost went down like being bullied route. Yeah. And yeah, I just yeah. thought, well, that's not me. You know, I've never really rolled with just one gang. I've always mixed it up. Would you have been a totally different human being if they'd kept you at an all-girls school and you'd never got near any boys? <laughs> maybe. Maybe, you know. Because I, things... I often think that boys were the biggest downfall of my entire life. That <laughs> yeah, moment that you just said that, <laughs> you know, when you just said that, and I liked boys and I think, 
Yeah, there was just this. It was point a bit where... of a bit big distraction. What is the idea of it? Just like wow, you know, yeah. like people like snogging in the in the schoolyard, and you're it's like, magical. it's it's a it's a whole new world. One of the greatest things that I heard about your family was that you missed London, a place that's known for its boozers, and you're in the countryside where there's far fewer pubs around. So I read that your dad took matters into his own hands. Winstones, yes. Raymondo's, Raymondo's bar in the garden. I mean, literally, um, I look back and I think, you know, it was such a great experience moving to Essex. And I think at the time before we had sort of had anything sorted in the garden, there was was kind of sheep in the garden. It was just kind of like, "Mm, this is... This is different. Okay. And I think before we even had like the house finished, there was there was a pub in the garden. I think before I had my own bed, <laughs> there was a pub installed. But um, no, it was great because all of a sudden our whole family, you know, uncles and yeah. aunties, we all had a place to sort of, you know, um, get together. And yeah, we've had some right parties in that place. It's been great. I had so my good. 18th there. I had my 21st there. It was brilliant, but um. So I've come down to Raymondo's. I've you got, ain't leaving. I've got <laughs> three days pass. <laughs> I've come down to Raymondo's. I'm having a really strong double gin and tonic, but I'm hungry. Ooh. What are the bar snacks at Raymondo's? Okay, so mum, mum is mum is the mother of all mothers. She just wants to attend and host and. You know, it's it's usually you know she, you might get a nacho, you might get a cheesy nacho, pick, pick, picky, picky, picky food. little type, but like meze type things, the or... meze sort of things. Mum's mum's loves a pitter and a dip. She just loves it. Yeah. But you will have you know the occasional sort of stuffed garlic as well, stuffed mushroom, garlic mushroom, pork scratching, garlic. Do you know what Dad likes a pork scratching? But mm. no, I'm not I'm not too into them. But you know what you'll get you'll get what you ask for. Mum and Dad sometimes do believe that it's going to be the end of the world. So there is a stock cupboard with pretty much everything in it you need. Yeah. Um, that was... You'll get a pie if you want it. So hang on. But one of those pies out of the out of the tin. Are your parents stockpilers? Are they the kind of where you go and they've they've got like 18 tins of marifat peas? They, they do like a tin. Almost like they've had a word from the government that yeah. you don't, you haven't heard about. Is this going to be a zombie attack or something? And yeah, I mean, yeah. there's no, there's no, they're not, they're not so extreme stockpilers, but they've got it all going on. And, you know, they'll keep you fed and they'll definitely keep your cup full. At some point, you you start following your dad to work on set. You try your hand as a runner, yeah, and as an assistant. And we're talking about productions like Spielberg level productions, yeah. Scorsese productions. You're still only a teenager, yeah. At this point, what was that like? Your eyes must have been on stop. My mind was blown. Um, because at that point, I just I wasn't doing so well in school. You know, he was like, "You, you're you're very active and you're you're very motivated." Mm. So I started sort of being his personal runner and a, and a sort of assistant, yeah. and sort of seeing that experience on set and you know seeing Spielberg at work. It's incredible because yeah. those sets are built. You know, that that room in in Indiana Jones, the 
it's with all the boxes, you know. Yes. That's that's a real room. So my mind was blown and I got to see sort of Kate Blanchett do a scene and no, not she's so incredible to watch and also just see how a big scale production and, and how these actors work. I was just kinda like, I'm I can do that. Film sets that enormous, aren't they? Huge. Like like little cities almost. Tell me about the food oh, and the God. movie set like is the departed. I mean... What, that's the Scorsese one, isn't it? Yeah, our dad would cook his own food. Dad cooks his own food on set. Sorry. And, yeah, I know. How? He's, he's got a little barbecue and he does a steak. <laughs> I, I know. I love it. It sounds like something out of Goodfellas, but it's <laughs> it's true. You'll, you'll smell the steak cooking. Hang on, hang on. So your father turns up on set and obviously there's... I always he's, not he's, do this. And he's shown his trailer, which is probably a considerable trailer or wherever he's staying, and he's got his assistants and his dressers and people come in every day with menus. <laughs> and your father says, can I set up my barbecue? He does his own steak. He likes to prepare his own food. It's it's very, very sweet. I love it. Um, and he'll invite some of the other, you know, the other um, actors or the writer or, you yeah. know, the director... But, you know, a, a catering on set is a make-or-break yeah. deal yeah. But for the whole crew. This is the most serious you've been in this interview. No, because it's When quite... somebody has given you rubbish food on a set, <laughs> it's suddenly... No, because this... it's, it's a yeah. long old day, you know, and there's a lot of energy you need. And, you know, you get, you get something that looks depressing and, you know, you're not going to give the good energy you need. After school, you moved back to London and you live with your sister. <laughs> yeah. Which is your... talking about my squat days. Yeah, now? which is oh, your... God. This is your first taste of true, I don't live with my parents. Freedom. Yeah. What, what year mean, is this? Right, so... 2002? 2002? This, this before your sister was in the band? This was kind of jarring. I <laughs> she, I remember when your sister. She's a ama- this band was, was amazing. In the band with Adam Alphabet. Yes, yes. She's still singing now. She's still singing now. She had a little break from the industry because um, she was concentrating on her writing and her acting. And, Hang on, where were you living? In- and we were living in Stoke Newington okay. at the time. And yeah, we lived in a squat. There was about six of us in this house. It was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. I mean, you know. The four of us eating, you know, would be lucky to sort of, <laughs> um, you know, sexy beans on toast. It would be sexy beans on toast. Hang on, what makes beans on toast sexy? Oh, just a little bit of bacon cut up and a little <laughs> bit of onion. And maybe it may be sort of a lovely posh bread if we're going out there, you know, and lots, lots of butter so it all melts in together and just becomes quite sexy. Yeah. Sexy beans on toast. Um, yeah pretty much lived on that I think throughout that whole year one recipe <laughs> one recipe you don't need anything you else know, um, ah. and there was, I, was, I was obsessed with drinking the the coconut water out of can with the bits in that was like that is so 2003 isn't it? where we all thought that if we just drank coconut water in a can then you could stay out from Friday <laughs> Until Monday night. It, you know, and then it just It's got electrolytes <laughs> in it. It's really good for you. <laughs> yeah. Your first acting role 
comes when you're 19. Yeah. In the British crime drama, Bullet Boy. Yeah. You then go on to appear in big hits, Kid Hood, yeah. Donkey Punch, Made in Dagenham. Like your dad, you're starring in films with this real sense of Britishness about them. What do you think it is about the Winstons that makes you guys the perfect fit for movies like that? I guess it's um, an authenticness, mm. you know. Um, mm. We are extremely British in that sense, but, you know, I'm a half Irish as well. Mm. So I think my background is sort of, we really are sort of salt of the earth people, I guess. But in terms of roles that have really appealed to me, it's always been... And and I would say my dad, and I guess I've been really heavily inspired by my dad's career, mm. whether it's, you know, don't conform to the norm. And there are stereotypes that people play into and that because I talk like that sometimes, mm. you know. But I, I think you sort of can lean into it and then expand it. Mm. You know, you sort of, okay, I'm going to do this, but then once I get that, I'm going to make it my own. And You're in your mid-20s and this must have been the first time that you were Jamie Winston, the actress, and you're not any longer, you know, the daughter of an actor. It's it, This is a moment that you're really successful now yeah. in your own right. So how does that feel? You're in your 20s when this happens. It feels really nice <laughs> saying that. It's really <laughs> sweet. Um, yeah, it's felt good. I've always never played against it because... I know how that can appear. I'm super proud to have my dad and what he's done in his career. Um, but I've definitely, people have always said, oh, you know, it must be easy for you to get in or get that job. And it's like, it's really not, actually. You really have to show that you can do it. Is is there a pinpoint where you thought, oh, my God, I have actually done it and proved that I can act? Was there, was there one movie, one role that you just thought, oh, I'm off now? It was quite early on because I was still in the denial stage before I started acting of like, no, I'm not going to act because that's what everybody expects me to do. Yeah. And it turns out, you know, like doctors' children go on to be doctors mm. or it is in your blood. And as soon as I got in front of that camera... I didn't care what people think. Yeah. And it was probably kid adulthood where it was so... Because people were saying to me, oh, you know, this role is intense. You know, she's a young girl. She's... If it's the first time I'd sort of seen myself on screen and it was like, okay, that's not me. That's Becky. Yeah. So I was like, this this is what I'm going to do. Earlier this year... You got engaged. I did. Your long-term boyfriend, James. Yes, my lovely James. You got engaged at Glastonbury. We did. A place that is very close to your heart. Yes. Music festivals, they can get a little heavy going over the weekend. Yeah. What tried and tested food gets you through (laughs) a festival? This year was stunning food. Really amazing, like vegan options everybody's really gone quite vegan yes. and naturally that's what you want to be eating at a, at a festival because it just feels 
But I mean, obviously you need the stodge. Yeah, do you never just want a pie or something like that? No, of course you want a pie. One year I was given... VIP pass. Oh, sorry, I've never been. I've never it's, been so impressed. It was you had a VIP pass. It was pass. epic, to be honest, Grace. It was legendary, <laughs> and I was the VIP. You know, <laughs> and a load of hungry ravers behind me, and I remember sort of standing in the queue and being like, "Oh, you know, what what does this pass VIP pass do?" And they were like, "Well, you know, they're free pies," and I was like, "Free pies? Like what?" Is- Free pies. Don't don't pay for food. It's amazing. Um, so I everyone in the line I got pies for, and they obviously didn't invite me back. Because, <laughs> but you know, you give a, you give a girl VIP pass, you know. But that and one moment, to feed the people. That moment that you must have been able to go. The pies. The pies are, are on, on me. me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We had a we had a lot of pies that 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 year. So magic. you didn't eat any cold beans out of a tin after two no, days walking around I, in one Shangri-La. Year, one of something. my first years. I went my best friend who was we were so over prepared and literally brought a tent with no poles it was called 12 poles short our tent and she brought like I remember thinking what are you doing like you know we got to the point where we were just eating tomatoes like apples it was just very feral and she brought like tins tins of soup and I'm like what are you gonna get that on like I don't know what we thought was gonna happen but um, you know, you're like going that. to war. <laughs> Babes, we're just going to watch a few bands. We're going to watch not... a few bands and maybe buy a pie. You and James and your six-year-old, yes. Raymond, live in Hertfordshire we now. We do. What made you leave London for the countryside? I just felt like I needed a bit more space yeah. in terms of my mental health in terms of just having a six-year-old. God, he get, he's got quite big already. And mm. living in Dalston, it was amazing and I loved yeah. it. Um, but I just felt like we needed... And um, they just seemed to be blocking every road. They seemed to be closing every road. You can't drive from one road to another. Yeah. I got a bit road ragey. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I found myself going, I can't do this anymore. Do you know what's making me laugh is that you've lived one of these lives where you've had the most fun you could possibly have in London, staying in the box until four o'clock in the morning and all this, and you finally left over traffic calming measures. I was just like, I'm kind of done. I'm definitely not ruling out coming back. I love London. It's, you know, I was born in Camden. I'm an East London girl, really. So there's three of you at home. Yeah. And, well, four of us with Donny the dog, Donny Disco. What is on the menu on your average night at home? Right, if I came back with you tonight, what is getting cooked for tea? I don't know, tonight would probably be, what day is it, Thursday? It's Thursday. It'd be bangers and mash, to be honest. Oof. Bangers and mash, but no gravy, because Raymond doesn't so like gravy. W- what? It's, it's, it's very, very, co- I don't know what's going on. It's going to hurt his throat, you, you need know, to watch, no. you need to <laughs> need to look into that <laughs> so no no gravy he just he's just well he's, he's not keen on onions so i think we need to start introducing it without the onions yeah what about if nobody fancies cooking oh dominoes <laughs> yeah i'm a stuffed crust girl you know stuffed crust yeah. salami salami dream it's 
It's delicious. Is that a, is that a name? The salami I don't know, dream. But it's, sounds it's, rude. It's, it's <laughs> that's rude. I've had a few salami oh, dreams. Lantern. Yeah. It's very... <laughs> Hello, salami dream. I'll have the salami dream, please. <laughs> Stuffed. <laughs> Jamie Winston, thank you for comfort eating with me. Thank you. This episode of Comfort Eating was produced by Jack Claremont. The executive producer is Lucy Greenwell. The music was written by Axel Coquetier. Mixing and sound design was by Solomon King. If you like comfort eating, then please go and leave us a review and you can follow or subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And use the hashtag ComfortEatingPod get in touch about the podcast or share your own comfort eating delights this is the guardian 